Numbers chapter 32 verse 1. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, that behold, the place was a place for cattle. 2. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spoke unto Moses and to Eleazar the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, These are the Reubenites and the Gadites, and they're coming before all of the leaders and saying, 3. Ataroth, and Dibon, and Jazer, and Nimrah, and Heshbon, and Eliela, and Sabam, and Nebo, and Beon. 4. The land which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle, and thy servants have cattle. This is the land of King Sihon, whom they had just killed. And it's right near the Jordan, but it's not in Canaan. 5. And they said, If we have found favor in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession. Bring us not over the Jordan. God had said that they could have all the land over the Jordan, but they want this land instead. And they want the rest of the tribes to take all the other land over the Jordan. 6. And Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war and shall ye sit here? Moses thinks that they just want to stop from that point on and let the other ten tribes go fight for themselves across the Jordan. 7. And wherefore will ye turn away the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them? So what he's saying is, if you guys refuse to cross, then the other tribes are going to refuse to cross, and then no one's going to get Canaan. 8. Thus did your fathers when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. And he's referring to when he sent out the 12 spies and their hearts failed them and they all were afraid. And he said, if you don't cross the Jordan, then nobody else is going to have the guts to cross the Jordan. 9. For when they went up unto the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they turned away the heart of the children of Israel, that they should not go into the land which the Lord had given them. Moses is saying, by you not crossing, that's going to have the same effect on the Israelites as almost 40 years ago when the 12 spies were sent out and they put fear in, in the tribes and said, oh, it's a terrible land. 10. And the Lord's anger was kindled in that day, and he swore, saying, 11. Surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from twenty years old and upward shall see the land which I swore unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. 12. Save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, because they have wholly followed the Lord. Moses says, We've already waited forty years. For a new generation to come up so that Joshua and Caleb could take them in. And now you're threatening another 40 years in the desert. If you won't cross, then the other tribes won't cross. And then they're going to be cursed again and they're still not going to get to enter Canaan. Moses has really good cause to be concerned. And Moses continues on. 13. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander to and fro in the wilderness forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was consumed. 14. And behold, ye are risen up in your father's stead, a brood of sinful men, to augment yet the fierce anger of the Lord toward Israel. Now Moses is accusing them. 15. For if ye turn away from after him, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and so ye will destroy all this people. Moses is just saying, you're going to cause the whole thing to happen again. They're going to miss out on Canaan again.
16. And they came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our cattle and cities for our little ones. 17. But we ourselves will be ready, armed to go before the children of Israel until we have brought them unto their place, and our little ones shall dwell in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. 18. We will not return unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance. And it's interesting how they came near to him. This shows honesty. When you lean forward in a conversation, it shows that you're being really honest. And they have walked forward to get closer to Moses to say, look, don't panic. We have a plan. We're not going to forsake Israel. We're going to go fight the battles with you as you conquer the lands in Canaan until you have all of your possession. But it'll be our warriors going forward with you. But our old men and our women and our babies, we're going to build fortified cities here in this area that we took over. And then they'll be safe because they'll have lookout towers. They'll have men to guard the fortified cities. And then the warriors will be able to leave and fight with you guys. It'll be an extended leave from their families. Their women might have to be alone for years with the older men and just raising the children. But their warriors will return once all the other Israelites have entered into the promised land and taken it over. 19. For we will not inherit with them on the other side of the Jordan and forward, because our inheritance is fallen to us on this side of the Jordan eastward. They're basically saying it's from the Lord because of our cattle. It seems obvious to us that the Lord would want us to stay here, but we'll still fight for you guys. 20. And Moses said unto them, If ye will do this thing, if ye will arm yourselves to go before the Lord to war. 21. And every armed man of you will pass over the Jordan before the Lord, until he hath driven out his enemies from before him. 22. And the land be subdued before the Lord, and ye return afterward. Then ye shall be clear before the Lord, and before Israel, and this land shall be unto you for a possession before the Lord. Moses says, okay, if that's what you meant, that your warriors are going to cross the Jordan with us and fight with us, and that you'll return home later, then I agree. 23. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and know ye your sin which will find you. Moses is saying, God will get revenge on you, and he will punish you if you don't keep your word. 24. Build your cities for your little ones, and folds for your sheep, and do that which hath proceeded out of your mouth. Moses says, go get busy, build your cities, because we're going to be crossing the Jordan soon. 25. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben spoke unto Moses, saying, Thy servants will do as my Lord commandeth. 26. Our little ones, our wives, our flocks, and all our cattle shall be there in the cities of Gilead. 27. But thy servants will pass over every man that is armed for war before the Lord to battle, as my Lord saith. They're going to build the cities up and make sure everybody is snug and secure, and then they're going to leave home. 28. So Moses gave charge concerning them to Eleazar the priest and to Joshua the son of Nun and to the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the children of Israel. 29. And Moses said unto them, If the children of Gad and the children of Reuben will pass with you over the Jordan, every man that is armed to battle before the Lord, and the land shall be subdued before you, then ye shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. So now Moses is leaving instructions for after he's dead, and he's saying, if they cross the Jordan with you, then you have to make sure that they keep Gilead when all the battles are over, and they get to go back to their own land. 30. But if they will not pass over with you armed, they shall have possession among you in the land of Canaan. It's going to be a two-way street. Israel will protect Gilead 
if the warriors of Gilead fight for Israel. But if the warriors of Gilead will not fight for Israel, then the Reubenites and the Danites will only get land within Canaan, and they'll have to come and get it. 31. And the children of Gad and the children of Reuben answered, saying, As the Lord hath said unto thy servants, so will we do. 32. We will pass over armed before the Lord into the land of Canaan, and the possession of our inheritance shall remain with us beyond the Jordan. 33. And Moses gave unto them, even to the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, and unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and the land according to the cities thereof with their borders, even the cities of the land round about. They got that area in addition to the tribe of Manasseh. 34. And the children of Gad built Dibon and Ataroth and Orer. Now the reason the names already existed, because those were towns that they burned. But now they're going to rebuild them with fortification. Now they're going to be rebuilt. 35. And Ataroth, Shofan, and Jazer, and Jagbeha. 36. And Beth Nimrah, and Beth Haran, fortified cities and folds of sheep. Those are all the cities that they're rebuilding. 37. And the children of Reuben built Heshbon and Eliela and Kirathaim. 38. And Nebo and Belmeon, their names being changed, and Sibma, and gave their names unto the cities which they builded. Some of those cities got the word Meon added, or the word Beth added, or the word Shofan added to their name. 39. And the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and took it and dispossessed the Amorites that were therein. The Manasseh tribe was going to take part of this area too. Because of that, Manasseh had to dispossess the Amorites that were there and take over their area. The Amorites are pagans that practice witchcraft, fornication, rape, and child sacrifice. 40. And Moses gave Gilead unto Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he dwelt therein. Again, the tribe of Manasseh is getting part of Gilead. 41. And Jer, the son of Manasseh, went and took the villages thereof, and called them Havoth-Jer. Havoth means encampments or villages, so he's calling it the villages of Jer. He's naming the villages after himself. And for instance, one of those towns that was originally called Baal, they changed the name to Baal Maon, and that means a hideout of the Lord. And this ended up being a town where the prophet Elijah was born later on. 42. And Nobah went and took Kenath and the villages thereof and called it Nobah after his own name. He changed Kenath to Nobah. And this is one of the neat ways that you know that the Bible is true is because of the intricate detail and the intricate historical detail. The Bible will even tell you the history of cities so that you'll understand why a city's name changed. And it will tell you so many other things. We've already come across lots of evidence just by reading the scripture. It proves itself. The fact that names have changed and the Bible can explain why the name changed. That's evidence right there that it's a historical record the Bible confirms and proves itself as you go along. Even if you're not a history expert or an archaeological expert, you can see by reading it that it's certainly not made up. And that concludes Numbers chapter 32.